0: and I'm a shrink. I'm Derek and I'm a drunk. And, and we're, we're here, here to, to get, get real, real about, recovery. about recovery. I mean, really though.
1: All right, Derek. Um, uh, we're talking today about why treatment doesn't work. Now, this is coming from a therapist. Am I a hypocrite or what? I love, <laughs> yeah. this. I love this topic. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is there's been a lot of people who've gone through programs and, and they're doing really well now. And um, the program has changed their life, made it better. But overall, you look at the statistics, and the fact of the matter is, is that um, people go through treatment over and over and over again, and don't have success. And a lot of people just they're 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 looking for answers, they're not getting answers. They're spending a lot of money, um, a lot of time, a lot of effort away from their family and the addiction is still winning. So I, I, what I wanna do is examine that with you today, Derek, and, and talk to you about your experience, uh, what you've been through, what's worked, what hasn't worked, um, so we can just, just really take a good look at that and then talk about, in our opinion, what does work? Because I, I really do think that um, there are things that are um, very important very t- to create a successful recovery. So so what does work, Derek, What in, in your experience?
0: Well, what's crazy about this is this is such a pertinent subject because we have like a system out there, right? Like there's this way of doing things, right? There's certain types of treatment, certain types of therapy, there's a way of doing things and it's, and then you look at the success rate of those things and it's like, why are we so committed to, to this these, thing that does not work? where The success rates are so low now it's addiction and it's personal. So I'm sure that rates are always gonna be like a little bit lower just because of the nature of it. But this commitment to this model that we have, where the success rates are so low, it really makes no sense.
1: But but make no mistake about it, there's a reason why there's a commitment there. And you and I just went through this. We we were marketing to treatment programs and, and so we got to know um, people involved in the industry, we got to know the system and there was a, a lot of the, the feeling that we got was a lot of this is about money. Yeah. A lot of this is about getting insurance benefits who that pay out a lot of money, getting people into their programs and into their systems where they can make a lot of money off these people. Um, it's just it's disguised as something that looks really wholesome and really good and helpful, but ultimately it's 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 pillaging them. It's taking the money and they're they're getting wealthy off of Treatment and there's nothing wrong with running a business where you make a lot of money. I'm not saying that, but there is something wrong with charging a lot of money for something that isn't actually effective and isn't actually helpful. Yet we keep doing it over and and over again.
0: And I'll say, and I just like you, like as we we know most of the inpatient and outpatient. You know, we we know that the main key players in the state, and I can. I can testify you know, from personal experience that absolutely that's true. Whether they see it or not, it is driven by the insurance companies. And for those people that are looking for options, and like you said, other people, did a program do wonders for me? Absolutely. Right. But not because it was a perfect program, because I think I, I was ready, and there are better programs than others, but the core and the whole life of this thing is the insurance money. And, yeah. and it makes those individuals and makes those businesses have to make decisions decisions that end up being detrimental to people's recovery just because of the nature of the way that it set it so it is it is a broken system yes and it's not working and yes. there is tons of money into it that's going to the wrong things
1: yes and, and yet it, it keeps being fed over and over again because there's so so many interests there to to continue to make the money right um so Another thing too, Derek. If we take a step back, okay, the insurance model and just the whole healthcare system—the way it's designed—does not support recovery, right? The other thing about it too is our whole culture doesn't support recovery. Um, addicts are treated like they're criminals; um, their their freedom is taken away from them. And they they commit crimes, right? Mm-hmm. But but their their freedoms taken away from them. They're thrown into these programs. Oftentimes these programs are county funded programs, um, run by by therapists that aren't trained or really understand recovery. Um, the way the programs are designed don't really help. Um, the you know you know you spend. If I were to go to a program and spend twenty grand a month, and I was there for three months, ninety days, and I woke up and I was fed three healthy meals. I got to sit in a fancy hot tub and, uh, I got to do yoga. And then I got a therapist who confronted me once in a while. Right. I do that for three months. That's not bad for me. Right.
0: No, no, not bad for me at all.
1: So what's the problem?
0: The transitioning. It's the fact that I'm in treatment. I'm able to compartmentalize. I can do everything I'm supposed to do there. But what happens when I get out of that?
1: That's the problem. So, so the problem is these programs are set up where you you spend all your money going to a residential. You're there for a, for a very specific amount of time. Then all of a sudden, aftercare comes, and these programs say, "Look, we have an aftercare." And usually, what that aftercare is is look, you can come back and do groups here once you leave. But aftercare is is not. Aftercare is the treatment aftercare is everything, everything. And, and so having resources having support building that wrap park up around you after treatment is what's important having that community it's not sitting in there for 3 months you know you can work on your trauma to you know and, and that's really helpful that's good But if you do that for three months and you go right back into the same system, right back into the same inputs in your life, right back to the same friends, right back to the same everything, you're going to go right back to the same drugs and alcohol,
0: right? right. And that goes back to the way that this whole thing with where the money's going. Why would I focus on, because you're right, the aftercare is the recovery, right? Like, great, I can go to a place, it's great for me, it's not going to harm me, I can stay sober there, I'm safe, my parents can sleep at night, but... That's that means nothing. Insurance
1: doesn't support that.
0: Yeah exactly. Insurance doesn't support that. So it's like these places aren't really ever there's no motivation to ever focus on aftercare because that's not gonna help their bottom line at all.
1: Exactly. So why would they put resources time and effort into building out this long-term system of recovery and community, you, you know, you met with a guy that was really cool. You, you met with a guy who started a work program for addicts yeah. and, and, and that was awesome because he actually was hitting on something that actually works for recovery, yeah. but he doesn't make any money, does he?
0: He's not making any money. I th- uh, Ryan, yeah, like Ryan Hymas, it's a cool program. It's yeah. like a work program, and yeah, awesome. He's not making any money.
1: Yeah, but, but what he's doing is he, he's, he created this work program where he can almost get any addict a job. Mm-hmm. And, and when they get a job, they start to feel good about themselves. They start to get some structure in their life, and it starts to really work for them. Yep. But insurance isn't paying him anything. No to help them get those resources in their life, exactly, right? Yeah. And so why would these programs who, who set up billboards on the freeway and spend a ton of money marketing and advertising go out of their way to really create a solid aftercare program? And they don't. No. And, and and what they do create is something that looks really good on the outside, something that takes a, 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 lo- a lot of money from a person and then spits them out into, um, into their lives again and, and addiction takes over again
0: And so I think You know the question is this I think Every person that knows somebody That has an addiction problem Or if it's them, Themselves It's the first thing is like Okay it's gotten bad enough Maybe they've done a little bit of therapy You know they Maybe they met with a counselor But it's like okay It's treatment time right Like that's the That's the road we go right. Or there's that whole other end of the spectrum. It's like, oh my gosh, my son or daughter has been to 10 different pre- tr- treatment programs. They've seen mm. every therapist in the Valley. Right, and now what? Still, yeah, now what? And, but they're still thinking like, well, what's the right program? Like what program it's going to be? And, you know, I think how do we change that? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of that's on us as addicts and as individuals that are helping addicts.
1: Absolutely. I think. I think... Th- I think the people who have really been successful have have in some ways created their own system mm-hmm. um, that really works. And, and there's common things um, in those in those systems that those people create, uh, one being a lot of good, positive things in their life. So things like f- good friends who support recovery um, a job where they feel a sense of purpose, a community, uh, and a community usually built around sobriety and recovery, um, where it's like, it's cool to be sober. It's cool to live that way. And, um, and they all support each other and they support each other to stay out of denial. Um, but those things you can get at a treatment program for three months, but really it's, it doesn't last um right, there right. but but the people who are successful they go create that on their own they find that right um you know so and
0: and that's what was so great you know about this place that i went it was a you know it's a two-year and it's it's i call it community therapy or s- social therapy that's what it's all about and and uh it wasn't necessarily because at the end of the day there are people that still go to the program that i went to and they still relapse Sure. so it's still my job to learn those. But the thing I really liked about it is I wasn't able to compartmentalize there. two years. That's like a chunk of your life. You have to learn how to develop a lifestyle. And while I was there, I realized that just like in the program, there's social clicks and groups that are formed within that program. But I have to be able to, so I have to figure out the principles of recovery that are working for me. So everybody always gets so caught up on a treatment, this treatment program saved my life, AA saved my life. Bullshit. Those are, those things, those institutions Aren't the things that are saving you? It's the principles that exist within there, right? And it's
1: living those principles. And it's,
0: and it's staying committed yes. and setting up a program around those principles. So is AA phenomenal? Has it made a huge difference in my life? No question. But it's because, like you said, what's the principle behind AA? It's not AA is God. It's AA allows me to be around a community of people that I can identify with, that I can share, that I can be open with, where sobriety is cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. But in order to, in order to, Like apply those principles to your life, Derek, there's something that's really important and I don't think this can, like a therapist or whomever can give this to you. And what that is, is you go to AA, there's a lot of people sitting there in AA and I call them sitters. They just sit there. And they don't change their life they just they go because their wife's telling them they need to go uh or they they just feel like they should because they have this addiction but they don't actually apply the 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 steps to their life there's people that come to therapy and they're like look brandon i'm paying you money so why don't you fix my problems and i'm uh you know i'm like i i don't fix your problems you fix your problems Exactly. i help you i'll give you tools you either take them or you don't Mm -hmm. um but, but there, there's that internal drive, that internal motivation that says, look, I'm going to take these systems and I'm going to actually start to work this. I'm going to apply this to my life. One, I think one of the problems with therapy is you think you spend all this money at a treatment program and it's like, well, I'm spending 90 grand and I'm going to this fancy program. They should fix me. They should know how to fix me. Yep. You won't get fixed by sitting there talking about your problems Mm. or just sitting there, just waiting for some magic thing or some magic person to save you. You'll get fixed when you, when you take these inputs, whether it's treatment, whether it's 12 step and you say, I'm going to create a system of recovery for me and I'm going to experience it. I'm not just going to talk about it.
0: Right. And, And in the beginning, I think it's so basically what you're talking about is when I first I'm vulnerable, I'm humble. I've been in addiction you or aa or a treatment center can kind of be your god like you can kind of sure. you can kind of depend on that as your support system and as your validation that and your identity right. but if you don't during that time like if i'm meeting with you or i'm at a treatment center or i'm in aa if i don't eventually over time learn that it's not this institution it's not this place right cuz that's always temporary something's always going right. to happen right i've got a Bring that power back to me, and between me and God, and your higher power, and my community. That's I've, it. I've got to, I've got to simulate what I'm getting from you, or from the treatment center, or from AA in every aspect of my life. And if I don't do that, I'm screwed.
1: I was, I was talking to my kids yesterday, and uh, I was, I was kind of joking around with them. And I was, uh, so our house was a mess, and they weren't doing chores at all. And I was like, you know what? It's gonna be interesting one day when you're like 21. And you're laying in your own apartment and you, and you roll over and you're like, Hey dad, where are you to wipe my butt? (laughs) Like, Hey, how won't you, why won't you do my dishes? Like, come on. And guess what? You're going to be laying there and I won't be there guys. I won't be there. You know
0: what's weird about it is I actually feel that way when you come over to, to where I live. I I know you're
1: waiting for me to take care of it. No, no, exact opposite. Like I'll do your dishes, like all that
0: stuff. So that's, if, if his kids are watching that. Yeah, whatever.
1: But the point being, um, that, (laughs) That they need to learn how to do it for themselves. They need to learn how to, um, between them and God, become who they want to become without me babying them through it all. And if they're sitting back waiting for me to, I mean, really, in a lot of ways, these treatment centers are, they're like codependents. They're like, here I go, I'll, I'll enable you to play small and we'll we'll shove you in this place where you're really safe so that you don't have to actually learn how to do this on your own. Yeah. And and I think the aftercare piece is saying, look, we support you in learning how to do this on your own, but you need to go do this. So we'll give you the, the inputs, we'll give you the resources, but you need to go do this.
0: And, and I would say, oh my gosh, I wish I could, like over the past three weeks, I think I've had, I mean, I've had, Four or five different individuals that fit into this category that kill it in treatment, that kill it in therapy, that kill it in AA, right? Or where like they killed it in church, whatever it may be, and now they've relapsed because they couldn't do this. And then the other end of this, I think there's two reasons why people don't succeed if they're like, okay, I'm gonna go get help, I'm gonna go see a therapist. It's and this is the number one reason why people relapse is because their god and their validation, their identity is always based on their recovery is based on. The institution, the treatment center, the therapist, whatever, or they just don't want it, or they those win. two things. Those two things, and and, and I mean, just the, the
1: therapy can baby them through for a while, yep. and then they fall, or they're just unmotivated, and they'll go to th- even th- maybe they won't even go to therapy. If if they do, they'll be resistant to it. Exactly. Right. Yep. So okay, so to put the pieces together here, Derek, um, what what I'm hearing us say is this is the ingredients for a successful recovery. First and foremost, a humility and a self-determination to be motivated to replace the, your sur- the things that surround you in your life. Um, get a new community, um, find a purpose, like get, find something new, but you have to have the self-determination to do that, right? Um, the second thing is um, you take one day at a time, but it's not, uh, it's, you don't sit back and wait for somebody else to fix you. There's not a program that's gonna fix you. Um, and it's a long-term plan right, where your whole life is going to be different. Recovery is a lifestyle change completely. Um, And it's being willing to make that lifestyle change. If you're struggling with addiction and you're wondering, gosh, why am I relapsing every three weeks and you don't change something significant about your life, then you're going to relapse in three weeks. Absolutely. It right? doesn't matter where
0: you go. doesn't matter how great, how much you spend on treatment. doesn't matter how many times you've been through treatment. Right. None of those things matter. If you don't have an entire lifestyle laid out that you're committed to, then.
1: Absolutely. It's not going to change. The other thing why therapy is not working, Derek, and, and, and I think therapy is getting better at this, but um, so I love different types of therapy. I love cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavioral therapy, Um, EMDR. But one thing that I see is um, with a lot of treatment, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of focus on, on symptom management and less focus on healing the roots of the addiction. So when, when an addict comes in, it's important that they learn skills. They learn how to regulate their emotions and stay sober and, and have people skills or whatever that all those things are important. But unless you go after the real pain that's driving the addiction, the trauma that's underneath, the, then the addiction is going to rear its ugly head again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and a lot of therapy programs aren't designed to really step into that pain with somebody, um, to do that trauma work, which is, I think, very important to do. Um, and a lot of therapists are too scared to go there with a client. Yeah. It's, it's much more comfortable for me to run a psych ed group where I teach about people skills than it is for me to to sit with somebody in their pain and push them to reprocess that pain. And that's why I love like EMDR because it's it's trauma work where we go right after the pain and, and it and it heals long term. Mm-hmm. So um
0: and I, I love the trauma work. Like that's what I was going to say. I think that where therapy has its place is I I mean, and you may disagree with me. I totally but, agree with what but, you're saying. But a short term Work on that. Delve into that trauma, because at some point you're going to have to deal with that, and that is where the value of therapy lies—is yeah. for that that deep down trauma work yes. of those past demons. But like beyond that, as far as like a long term solution, it's all about I, community. I think if you're you're meeting with a therapy a therapist for your entire life, there's I a problem. I think you got to look at that, and I think totally uh, agree.
1: Totally agree. I, I I think I totally agree with you. So therapy has its place in terms of delving into the trauma. Uh, and, and reprocessing that, and then the rest of the treatment, whatever it is, it's social recovery and it's about community, right? Yeah. And uh, I think that's what I think that's what works long term. Yeah. So, um, you guys, if you, if you're go- planning to go to a treatment program, or you've gone to one in the past, um, uh, as you're hearing us talk, maybe you're thinking, "Man, they're right," or maybe you're thinking what the hell are they talking about? Like they don't know what they're talking about.
0: And, and leave some feedback. I mean, I would love to hear like some feedback about like if you're considering some places. I think that we have no financial interest in referring like a, an inpatient treatment center. No. Or, and so let us know like what, you know, experiences that you've had or, or issues you've had or questions you have. Like we're pretty plugged into what's going on, you know, like in the recovery game. And we have no like financial. If, if
1: I were, if, if someone were to call me and say, hey, I'm thinking of this, this program. Um, you know, Derek, what, what would I be looking for, for them to say, to say like, yeah, absolutely go there. It sounds solid. It sounds good.
0: What would you be looking for as far as their commitment Uh, level? No,
1: no, no. If they were saying I'm committed, I want to go. What do you think about this program, Brandon or Derek? What do you think about this program? What would you like kind of be paying attention to to say like, yeah, I think that sounds like a good program.
0: Like we talked about just like the aftercare, you know, system of it and um, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of things I look. Like, I I, I want to know how their insurance works. I want to know if if they're, they do inpatient out outpatient. I want to know how they bill. I mean, that's. But but I think I think the
1: main thing, Derek, is this: is you know, could could you call somebody who's been through that program and would they say, yeah, I got a community now, I got I got support long term now, I, or I have a system in place that's going to work for a while. That, that, yeah, it's not a three-month program. This is a lifelong program. I might be living there for three months, but but sure. it's a lifelong program with a lifelong community yeah. right, of support. Yeah, and, and there are good programs out there like that. So,
0: and, and, a, and a lot of it is the mentality going into it. I think at the end of the day, there is going to be no... Even there are going to be treatment centers. There's going to be therapists that have all the right things as far as what they're doing aftercare-wise. Right. But you got to go into it. It's, knowing it's not the on them. Right. It's not
1: on them. It's right. on you too.
0: So it's, it's always, it's two way, you know?
1: Yeah. So, uh, if you guys like this episode, then we, please right now, it's important uh, that we have, have you share it. So, um, share it with, with people who'd be helpful. And also please leave us a review on iTunes. Um, let us know if this is helpful and what you guys think. And, uh, that's it. Any last words, Derek? No,
0: that's it. Great topic. Right. Have a good one. See you yeah, guys. Love you guys.